Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. I tend to be somewhat of an overthinker. I tend to be very introspective, which helps me a lot, but also it can lead to me overanalyzing situations. And recently, I've realized that in a lot of the situations that I should be feeling, I translate that and instead I'm trying to think the feelings. Whether I'm angry or upset or loving or hurting or whatever it is, I'm trying to think the emotions through. I'm trying to process them via thought rather than stepping to the awareness of the feelings that arise when that happens. So instead of when I'm excited, slowing down and feeling like my pulse race and you know my heart beating in my chest and feeling butterflies and whatever it may be, whatever the symptoms of uh, excitement I may be experiencing are, that's not what I tend to do. If I'm excited, I then tend to go, well, why am I excited? What am I excited about? Should I be excited about this? Is this something really worth being excited about? Or will it then just eventually lead to more disappointment? Maybe I shouldn't be excited. You know, all of this, like, interrogation on the feelings, and I process it from a mental point of view. So there may be a initial feeling, but that really is just a provocateur of a chain of thoughts that will then come with that and what happens is I tend to lose all aspects of true presence I'm no longer in the moment I'm no longer feeling the feeling what I am doing is processing at a thought and logical level and trying to go over things so even if it's a strong emotion even if I'm really angry I got used to, rather than kind of letting that anger be processed physically or, you know, just like screaming or something like this, like just a way of non-direct processing. I'm not like advocating for just going and lumping someone in the face, but like, you know, rather than processing that in a healthy way and allowing that to come out, allowing that energy to build and be released, instead, it's a form of suppression to then go away from that feeling and try to think of it instead like try to think through all the things so if someone was annoying me it may be a case where I would you know shoot I imagine like (laughs) the little person controlling this flesh puppet like to just shoot straight up to the brain from the heart and just go right let's figure this out how do we how do we sort out these feelings that we're feeling and how do we get away from them so how do I calm myself down is it worth being angry you know, what are, the, what are the results that we expect if action is taken? All of this stuff that's like repressing the feeling and converting it into thought. And then thought is easier for me to process. You know, once it's gone into words, that's something I can attach to. That's something I can dissect and break down. Thoughts for me are easier to deal with. It's a lot, like I can deal with a bad thought. I can deal with you know, the ideas that then once I shine a magnifying glass on it, even if it's like a a bad idea, you know, I can understand it and be like, oh, this is why I want this to happen. And I don't think that's a good idea or I don't think that will produce the results that I want. So I can do that kind of analysis. Whereas feelings 
are more vague and more general and without putting them into words you just kind of get this pain that you can't avoid and you don't really understand so I think there may be time for that introspective thought that time to process why you were feeling that way but I think that it is equally as important to process the feeling to feel the feeling to release the feeling rather than simply immediately jumping for that introspective avoidance and defense of the feeling and one of the reasons why I think this is such a problem is because a lot of feelings can't be translated logically I think one of the obvious ones would be something like love where we can't really put love and the the general feeling of love and love for friends, love for family, love for you know our loved ones, our spouses, our girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it is. We can't really put those feelings into words a lot of the time or even have a logical understanding of love. It may be that like on paper two people are completely different and they don't quite seem like they would fit together but they go together perfectly and you know it's the the chemistry it's the energy it's all of that that goes into making that relationship work and you know they balance each other out but it seems like on paper they might be complete opposites but like that feeling of love that that other person has for someone else that feeling is not something that maybe is able to write a perfect logic for to understand why i think uh, we all have this thing where someone will ask like oh why do you like even just like an uh, event or a hobby or a particular band and someone asks you why do you love this and it can be really hard to understand why we like it it's just like well no we just did it or heard it or saw it and we you know had good feelings that arose from that it's not really a logical thing it's something that has to be felt and if we're always removing ourselves from presence if we're always removing ourselves from feelings it becomes very very difficult to then step into those more illogical less structured feelings to know when we're feeling love or hate or contempt or envy without trying to put it into words because our logic may be wrong our feelings are not wrong they may be misplaced you know we may be happy at something that really should be sad or sad at something that really should be happy but they're not wrong we feel that way for a certain reason and that reason is true to us so it may be you know it doesn't have to be that the the thing is bad but the reason that we are feeling bad towards the thing is that we have some unprocessed trauma or something deep inside of us that is telling us that this is not good for us that this is not good for you or that you don't like this for a specific reason because it reminds you of someone or something there's going to be a reason why you're feeling that feeling even if it's mismatched to the event even if from the outsider's perspective it seems like it's an overwhelmingly good thing but you feel really negative well there's a reason for that and if you do do that introspective work you will learn over time what that reason is but 
the feeling needs to be there and understood in the first place. You know, we don't need necessarily need to identify it, but we can identify it in retrospect if we truly sit with the feeling, if we allow the thing to rise and manifest within us. Because things like excitement and anxiety have exactly the same symptoms. And often it'll be the situation we're in where we'll say, oh, this one's anxiety because I'm doing something that makes me nervous. And this one's excitement because I'm doing something that I enjoy or I like doing. But if you were to just go off the symptoms and the feeling, a lot of the time you'd be wrong. Or, you know, like you wouldn't know which one was which because they have the exact same symptoms. You know, sweaty palms, heart racing, uh, you know, fast beating, shortness of breath. Like all of these things are the same symptoms for anxiety and excitement. And one of the kind of ways you can train your brain is by re-identifying that anxiety as excitement. So if you're going to do something that, you know, does scare you and you're like, oh, I'm excited at the moment. You know, it's like a quick kind of trick to your brain to tell it that it's actually experiencing something, which may well be anxiety, but you can process it in a way that, you know, you try and convince your brain that it's something positive rather than negative. As soon as you stick that scared label on it or that anxiety label, oh, I'm really anxious, I'm really scared. You're going to process that emotion tenfold in the way that you're identifying it. You're going to then be anxious. You're going to be anxious that you're anxious and then keep spiraling in that direction rather than if you go, you know, I'm excited right now. I think I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Even, you know, kind of in some way fake it till you make it, I guess. But I think that when we start removing ourselves from the feeling and trying to process it at a logical level and thinking about it and doing that introspective work, which is very necessary, but too soon or before allowing ourselves to truly feel what we need to feel. Because like even things something like grief, grief is in- in incredibly complex. And if we were to just stop ourselves at one of the first stages of grief and just be like, right, well, I'm angry and I know that something bad has happened. This is grief. Why am I feeling grief? Try and process that grief. You know, you won't process through to the other stages naturally. You, you know, your body won't go through those stages of grief. Your mind may, but your body will still hold all of that energy. It will store all of that, you know, compressed darkness that we're just like repressing, repressing, repressing because it is a form of suppression. If we're trying to talk ourselves out of the way that we feel, that's suppressing how we feel. It may be that we feel better after, but if we don't deal with the actual issue, if we don't go through what we need to go through and process the feelings that we need to process, they're always going to be trapped until we do. They're always going to be in us. And, you know, it's like a, a, a knot in a muscle. Until we work on it, until we kind of need it in the right way and work on it, it's going to be repressed until it starts causing more harm or until it's addressed. So definitely for myself, this is something that I want to focus on, is allowing myself to feel feelings before trying to translate them into logic, before jumping to trying to conclude what it is or talk myself out of it or 
give myself some solace and a reason for what what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it and well you know it doesn't matter anyway or this is just how it is or just chucking words around in my head like trying to make something stick so I don't feel those feelings anymore instead just sitting with them feeling it staying present allowing them to arise allowing them to transition maybe at first I'm scared maybe next I'm upset maybe next I'm angry Maybe I'm angry first, then scared, then upset. If I don't allow myself to feel and stay present with those feelings and watch them, see how they transition, see how they flow, see which areas they're going to, see where the anger, I feel it, you know, is it in the top of my head? Is it in my chest? Is it, you know, all of these things that are important, they're all indicators, they're all, it's all information and information that we can't really understand. It can help us to understand something, but if we don't allow ourselves to feel that way in the first place, we're going to miss out on that crucial bits of information that may help identify what we're going through. We may get it completely wrong if we jump the gun. So for me, allowing myself to feel my feelings and not run away from them, not try to escape them, not try to convert them into logic and words and understanding immediately and instead just sitting with them is going to be something that I'm going to be focusing on and if you feel like this resonates with you maybe you should give it a go too thank you for listening